Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight's topic that we are going to discuss is dating and chauvinist. Now, first of all, not many people use that word anymore. So you can also call it a sexist, um, a chauvinist pig. Some people just say pig, but that can be either here or there. But basically, what a chauvinist is, it refers to the maintaining of fixed beliefs and attitudes of male superiority. And this, we're going to find out, can go both ways, not just on men, but on females too. So we're going to get both of those those perspectives and the red flags that are associated with dating a chauvinist. What do you think about that, Professor Love? I think chauvinism in this day. Well, chauvinism has been going on since the beginning of time, and ever since mm-hmm. God introduced the female, <laughs> you know, into the human race. Um, we as women have always dealt with some level of chauvin- chauvinism ever since we were born. Okay. And, and chauvinist ideas can teeter totter between what um, people can view what a male should be or not. Should be. Well, let's start with some of the attitudes and things or signs that you can see. There is an article by Bustle on their website, 12 Signs Your Date is Effective. The first one is they act surprised when you defy stereotypes. And what that usually means is they expect you to be a certain way or have certain images in your head. For example, you know, what what did you plan your wedding to be like when you were a little girl? Or how many children did you want to have when you were a little girl? And and your type of husband. A lot of times people have in their head or belief that every single woman wakes up with the fantasy that I must have a husband, must have kids, and I must live in this beautiful house. And everything's going to be fine. It is not always in every woman's agenda. I remember recently, I think I saw, or I don't know, you know, Megan, uh, I always say her name, I don't think Megan's good, but I don't think that's not her name. She was in, um, think like man, think like She's always moving. I forgot the name of it. But it's a sister from there. She was over with another one and she married a preacher. The point was, people asked her when she was going to have children and she declined. She said she didn't want any children. Now, I don't know if she said she never wanted children or she just didn't want children at this time. And she talked about how much pressure people put on you because you're married and you're a wife that you should automatically want children. That could be seen as sexist because just because you're a woman doesn't necessarily mean you're not children. Right. That's one way. So, so sometimes people put that on a person and say, oh, I 
that's what you want. You want to have children. You you want to do this. And that's not the case. Not every single woman has that absolute desire. Or even to be a wife. What do you think about that? Well, <clears throat> depending on how you were raised and how you grew up, a lot of times you carry those same um, stereotypes that are passed on to you. Um, you have people that, like, for instance, from my mother and father's era, you know, from the late 50s and the 60s, you know, when you were a certain age, like by the time you were, you were 19, you might have been married already. You may have had your first child at 20. You know, and it was very rare. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but a lot of times, you know, it was very rare, especially for black women, that they decide they want to have your children like around 27. Because a lot of them were raised by parents where a lot of their parents might have been married as teenagers. I know my grandparents, they got married when they were teenagers, you know, because it was legal, you know, and right away, you know, at, at, at soon as they got married, they started popping out babies by the time they were 17, 18, 19. That's why I don't understand why people are so hard on young girls that get pregnant early. They act like their grandmothers was, was, was getting pregnant at, at, at 25, 27. A lot of times they got pregnant, they were 17, 18, and they had kids <laughs> one year apart, <laughs> one and a half years apart. So a lot of times they spent most of their childbearing years as teenagers into um, their 20s. Right. That, that is true. It, it's not only in their in, in what's around them, but sometimes that's an that's an automatic, you know, that's an also an expectation. Right. But the thing that some people, what if you are raised in an environment where getting married, having children, raising a family is a priority, and even though you're raised like that, and maybe your siblings are like that, or you have no siblings, you don't, you still don't want to do that. That's right. not on your agenda. Nope. And if it's and a lot of times people look at you crazy. Oh, like I give you an example. I was in a car. I was going to visit a friend of mine. And, the, you know, this guy was from India. And he asked me, he said, may I ask you how old you are? And I told him. He said, you, you're not married? <laughs> right? <laughs> he said, you don't have no children? <laughs> you know, because in their culture, it is expected to be married or have a lot of children and I was like no he said you didn't want any kids I said I didn't say that I just didn't that was not my option that was not right. not what I wanted to do right it's an expectation right um, another sign is they praise women or insult men based on stereotypes now, this can be a tricky one because you hear, um, especially back and forth on the internet, a lot of bantering going back and forth. Oh, well, men are not real men because they act like this, or women are not real women because they act like this. So, 
that makes me a problem because, you know, I know one of the biggest ones that we, you and I had a discussion about was men always want women to submit, right? Especially when we're talking about women of color, you're talking about submission. Oh, you know, black women don't submit. They don't submit. No one submits. But the question is, what is she submitting to if you're broke? That's is right. She submitting to poverty? Is she submitting to a life that she doesn't want? Maybe the welfare system. You know, people want, you know, men always talk about major submission. But the question is, what do you offer? What do you bring to the table for her to submit to? I mean, even the, the infamous Kevin Samuel said the same thing. He said, you want a woman to submit, but what is she submitting to? If right. you don't have anything. You don't right. have no money. You don't look good. You're out of sh- I mean, he did this. I didn't even say it. And, he, you know, it, it's true. You have yeah. to the ID. Go ahead. No, no, it, it's it's tr- true what he's saying. If you're not mm-hmm. making any effort, and and nobody's saying that you have to look like, um, what's that that brother? He got a nice strong body, Jonathan Majors, or um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's saying you got to look like them. But then, why do you look like hell? You don't even, you know, you don't look like. You know, you don't look like somebody I want to submit to. And let's face it. You know, I, I was checking out a broadcast. Um, these two brothers, uh, Karim Johnson and Doggy Diamonds. And they was talking about the same thing. You know, you, you want these women to be looking hot and popping, but you don't look like nothing. And you don't make no effort. Right. You A lot of times you think because you have certain tools that or a tool, the main tool, that should just be enough. There's right. an expectation that you should get what you want just because you're a man. Right. And she should give you what you want because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. With no question with no question asked. And that's where the biggest problem coming from. Because even even if you do have that philosophy, let's say hypothetically you believe that strongly the, the question, next question is, what are you providing her? What are you giving her? Right. Because you want all, you want all the, the perks that go with being a man, being accepted as a man, being viewed as a man, being valued as a man, being praised as a man, and, you know, given certain treatment because you're a man, but you're not giving anything back. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to give back. Mm-hmm. You're not providing. You're not protecting. You know, you're you are you can't maintain the head of the household because you can't even think. Right. You don't know how to manage anything. You don't know how to manage anything. You don't know how to control anything. So that's become that becomes a major problem. Right. And a lot of people, a lot of men have to think about it. They're like, Oh, you're quick to say someone doesn't submit or another race will submit. But even when you look at other races, like, you know, people say, Oh no, Asian women submit. Um, white women submit, um, Spanish women submit, in African, you know, other women submit. But if you look within the culture, you look within the race, the ethnicity, whatever, however you want to view it, you look within it, those men have expectations and standards that are placed on them that they must 
or that they should or it's understood that this is what you do as a man that's right okay and in fact and in fact some cultures really see you not be able to provide your family as a failure exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so it's when men say these things or they have these things in their head oh you know they don't submit but for example in the spanish culture you see that especially when if you see mexicans when they come over to this country you see all the women usually will either provide food you know take care of the kids together take turns some of them are actually out there working but even if they aren't they're no they're creating a business because i've seen the women out there with their partner or with their other friends, other female friends, collectively, they may provide food at construction site. Then you see all the men working. Yes. They're either going house, getting jobs, or yes. at home in construction. Yes. They're doing all this. But each person has their role in understanding. That's so right. The, the women are making, they're making sandwiches. I've seen this recently, especially sandwiches. I didn't see that before, but now they're they're bringing food to these construction sites. Yes, they're men only. But they're they're hustling because I've seen it over here. The women Mm -hmm. are working with the men. They might not be working on the scaffolding, but they're Mm -hmm. working doing other things to help the scaffolding, putting up the nets. Some of them are coming to the job site selling the food to the workers. And what they're doing is keeping that money in the family. That is so... Listen, you don't need an MBA to tell you what they're doing. It is just that simple what they're doing. They are keeping the money in the family... And I'm not saying that these men ain't sexist, but I'm saying that when it comes to the family and if more money can come into the house, the couple, they will work together as a couple to bring that money in. All working together as a unit. Right. Because sometimes multiple, it's multiple families, um, living either living together working together but the idea is even if they are you know in in certain sets it could be called sexism or chauvinism but the point is the whole point is the male is doing his part and the female doing their part so they don't really have the the idea of oh that's sexist or not because everybody's basically doing their part it's understood that the women are not going to be on the scaffolding if there's children involved right unless that's what they like to do when they got somebody to babysit but for the most part what they are going to do is if the women are going to if there's a lot of children involved they're going to collectively take in children make food bring the food to the site sell the food so that the money will constantly stay you're right stay within the group the unit that they've created and and work together so that's why I, I mean whether you if if you want to be sexist or chauvinist that's fine but the point is you have to have something to provide for someone to submit to or believe 
or follow that same belief. The problem is nowadays, everybody wants to follow certain roles and stereotypes and don't want to do their part. Now, this also applies to women. There's plenty of women out there who will sit up there and say, oh, well, men ain't doing their part. These are not real men out there. And that is true in some arenas and at some time, but the women are not doing their part. If you're saying you want the man to provide and um, do all these things, what are you doing? Can you cook? Can you take care of a house? Can you manage a house? Can you take care of the kids? Are you doing your part? So everybody's saying what each other can't do. But you have, but the biggest thing, excuse me, that has been circling a lot of times on social media and you see back and forth, you know, it's always um, women are, are not submitting to men, but men have to give a woman something to submit to. And it's always, it's always broke people that's always wanting somebody to submit and do the right thing. And you ain't got no job. You, 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 you on, an, you on, on unemployment. For no reason. With disability for no reason. So we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> right. They compliment. The next topic is they compliment you by contrasting you with other women. When they say, oh, things like, you're not like most girls. You're not like a typical girl. Is is that really a compliment? Now, I, and I've heard that comment, and that could be, because you may cook you know how to make you know how to cook but you also know how to make fresh vegetables or you may keep a house so that could mean that you know they're they're looking at other women and they're comparing you to that sometimes that could be in a positive sense that could be in a negative sense but just the mere comment of that can be seen as sexist or chauvinistic comparing each each set of women to another because of maybe her ability to maintain a home or her ability not to maintain a home. So, but even that, I'm like, mm, I don't know, that's, that's up up in the air. But I guess it can go, you can do the same, women can do the same thing to men or, or, or the women. What do you think? How is that in, with LGBTQ? Well, or, you hmm. know, like I said. When you're dating. Well, I think people, if they've been going with a certain type of person for a long time, I see that. I see people saying that because if you've been going with, you know, you've been going with girls that or women, you've been going with women that all they think about is dressing up, <laughs> going to the next party <laughs> or just laying around and then you mm-hmm. meet somebody that's totally not part of all of the above then mm-hmm. that's when those comments can, can come out you know a lot of times people will measure you by their previous lovers okay mm-hmm. but what they find out oh and sometimes you'll hear remarks you know you you nothing like my partner my previous partner or oh I've mm-hmm. never met anyone like you well you know they may be right they may have not (laughs) met anyone like you but that's to say what what have you been going with because really 
as much as that remark is dumb, um, that remark is a reflection of you. I always say, whatever you say is a reflection of your habits. And mm -hmm. even though it'll come out jacked up out of your mouth, <laughs> but really it's a reflection of what you've been seeing. You know, and if all the time you go out with chicks that don't do nothing, or you go out with party girls, or you mm -hmm. go out with women that are just straight up H-O-E-S, <laughs> you know, that's what you get. You know, so mm -hmm. when you meet somebody, you may not know how to, a lot of times I find that people, when they make remarks like that, they fear something. Because they're so used to being with a certain type of person, when they get with you, they don't really know how to act around you. Because they are expecting you to fall into some type of one of their cups of women or labels that they dealt with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you get, you know, even as a, in, in the LGBTQ community, you get stereotype. And mm -hmm. because, you know, if, if you're used to going to the club or, you know, partying here with this group of people, and you may not like the, that group of people that, you know, that, you know, the person you're seeing is partying with. So you separate mm -hmm. yourself, you know, right. not to disrespect them, but that's just not your cup of tea, you know. And I'm not saying that people, you know, don't have their groups that they like to hang with. But sometimes it has its limitations. Mm -hmm. And 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 I do feel as people, as humans, we don't broaden our horizons enough because right. we can sit up there and say, oh, there's nobody out there for me to date. Not true. It depends on really what you're, what you're looking for. But are you willing to take that chance to step outside of your normal group of people that you normally hang with to meet somebody? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. There, there is that. I mean, I, I agree. I think that that goes for anything. That's the, the the same thing with women and men. Are you willing to go outside your norm? But we're gonna go into the next topic. They act entitled to women. So they're <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this was a loaded one for me. But not only I believe that they it's not that they just act entitled to women. I think they act entitled to a person's personality or it what's in their nature. Um, I know what really pisses me off more than anything is if I speak to exes and when they say things which I, I think is very sexist, oh, you're not that type of person. How the blank do you know what I am? That that could have been 10, 25 years ago. I've True. changed. And especially if you the idiot who broke my heart, hell yeah, I changed. <laughs> I'm not going to be the same damn nice person. I may be overall nice because I'm not going to let you take me out of my character of being a good person or, or whatever, but just being a quality, you know, a, a, a person of a certain stature. But for you to just assume I'm going to do something because that's in my nature to do. No, I may want to kick your butt later or may want to kick your butt now for even thinking that. That That is very sexy. Mm -hmm. That's very entitled. You feel entitled to that personality. And that's right. wrong. 
You, you everybody changes based on what happens in their life. True. You know that to me, that you know, whenever giving anyone any advice on maintaining a relationship, a marriage, even my own relationship, I realize you cannot love the person the same way you did from the time they woke up to the time that you see them again. True. And the reason for that is because that person encounters so many things that may cause them to change who they are. Yeah. They could have. They could have lost their job. Mm-hmm. They could have found out they have an illness. Mm-hmm. They could um, have gotten hurt, attacked. Even mm-hmm. now, people are not the same. We're in, a, in a, a freaking pandemic. That's something like out of a horror movie. Yeah, it is. So, you know, yeah. you can't mm-hmm. treat the person the same way every day because there could have been something that has altered their day or you yeah. got the phone or a text or anything mm-hmm. that has set them the the freak off. Right. And you can't keep treating people or just because they were nice to you in the past. Remember, they were nice, they were a good person in the past, but maybe you were the jerk that broke their heart. You True. cheated, you lied, you were abusive. Mm-hmm. And you got the audacity, okay, to think that because you come back in their life or you're still talking to them and they're nice enough to talk to you, they're going to be what you want them to be and you're entitled to that niceness again. True. See, and this is why some women are called witches with a bee. They call that because they're not going to let you walk all over them anymore or they're not going to give you that nice part of them. Mm. That kind part of them that you destroyed. Right. See, where the problem is, you hear that, oh, she's a bee. She's this. Why is she like that? Because right. she doesn't want to take your foolery. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to accept it. Right. She doesn't want to put herself in a place of being vulnerable again. That, that's where, to me, the entitlement comes from. And that's what infuriates me more than anything because. These are the same men who want you to submit, but these are the same ones that want a certain type of woman. But when they get that woman, they don't know how to treat her. They don't value her. They just think because they have a penis, it's okay. And because they may have been with her in the past or whatever the story is, oh, I'm excited for her. She gonna be nice to me because I was a man. No. Right. You a dummy. Right. And so if all... <clears throat> if all you're serving up is and, and excuse me out there in the audience if you're <clears throat> if all you're serving up is dick or <laughs> p-u-s-s-y pussy forget about it because i'm gonna tell you you one thing about the anatomy of a body you can always get that someplace else what else do you bring to the table Because right, that's true. Because when you move that out the way, and I I can't even look in your face after we had sex. Nah, that's a wrap. If I can't stand being, I can stand being in the room with you having sex, but I can't stand not having sex and being in the same room with you and your conversation game is bad. Oof. Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. 
that that is it. That's exactly a very valid valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is they buy into pickup artistry. I know that sounds a little complicated, and usually what that means basically, what the article is saying, is they manipulate women into sleeping or dating them at the expense of the woman's self-esteem and well-being. Um, I would really describe that as, you know... That's gaslighting. That's that's gaslighting, but it's gaslighting to a relationship. So Mm -hmm. it's like using your skill. Now, you know he knows about himself that he's not the kind of person who will call or text or check on her, but wants to know her whereabouts. Right. Or, you know, he 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 is not one that gives compliments but expects compliments. You know, mm-hmm. so she's not getting her emotional needs met and, you know, he'll try to offer something else up as a substitute for what could help maintain her self-esteem and well-being. So, you know, that I, I don't really like the title, but okay, I'm going to use it. That's the title in the article. But it, it, it's knowing that they are not the person for them, mm-hmm. basically. You know, they know that, you know, maybe they know they're a party animal, drug addict. They like to do drugs. Maybe they know they like to be with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And they know they're not going to settle down. But they'll try to use something else. Oh, I, I need you to change me. You know, it is you who, who you are built to do this. I need a woman like you in my life. That's that's a big one. Because sometimes women will get so caught up in trying to help him achieve this goal, get to this different level, and she tears herself down in the middle. Yeah. Right? Now, to me, that also could be, he may want you to tear yourself down because he's a broke ass. Right. He is going off. Mm-hmm. There's no goals, there's no objectives. And I, he just doesn't have any claim to fame. And I'm not saying that he needs to start a Fortune 500 company, but, you know, if your goal in life is just to work at Target and, you know, have another part-time job in a garage and you want to have a car and apartment, there's nothing about, there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. And you're happy with yourself. But see, some people don't have anything and they see you trying to strive and they want to destroy it or make you down on their level. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a good one. Um, another comment that, or another part of the article, they undercut your statements about sexism with rebuttals about how hard men have it. Hmm. Now, this is another one that um, depending on, I think depending on race, this, this can... Um, be a, a, a very debatable topic. Certain racial groups will have it harder than others as far as male gender. You know, um, police brutality, profiling, but that can be the race in general. Women of that same have the same difficulty. But so that one, I'm not sure if it's blindness or black people, because we have it either way. <laughs> Sometimes just being black, you just be black and you have problems. Yeah, that's so, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we gonna skip that one and go to the next one. They deny that 
sexism even exist? Hmm. Well, some some can do, and once again, I think that's more of a racial thing, you know. Just like some people deny racism exists, so any ism may not exist for them. That that's a really good one, um, but some people do have it, and racism or a sexism does exist sometimes, and you would see it more in jobs where certain people expect if you especially if you do computers that the men are always smart at fixing the computer issue than the female or the woman or, or the man is better at construction or architecture you know design things like that so those, those that's where the sexism will come in and the person you're dating says hey you shouldn't be doing that kind of job is that for more for men mm-hmm. then that's where they have a, a issue I, I mean I remember when I used to do computer work they always thought my co-worker was smarter than me mm. they just knew he he even even if he didn't know how to do it and he would call me or I had to come behind them and fix it mm-hmm. they always just because he was a male he was better at dealing with computers than I was and that that was like to me that was a very sexist thing you know uh, issue but you you know that Jerry because we work together well we had that listen I have been battling those uphill (laughs) battles all my life um, especially working in information technology and um there was always the tendency um you know that i remember one time i was working on a project up in um white plains new york and i was hired as a consultant and i came on board to work with these guys i think it was with um what's that company that they got in trouble for cooking the books um and they they had to go out of business because they lied you know, they tried to make the see- make the stock seem like it was higher than what it was. Enron, right? Okay, right, Enron. Right. Um, so I was working um, on the project where we were converting, meaning like moving people's email, which is a big deal because you can mess up people's email if you don't know what you're doing, especially copying those PSTs and stuff. And I got on the project. And this guy was talking to me like I like I was stupid. Like he thought I was stupid. I said, this dude don't know shit. But that's all right. So, you know, I do, you know, I do reverse psychology. Because, you know, because um, people generally think if you're a black woman, especially if you're a black woman, you know, um, you know, um, you don't know this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's with any woman, especially women of color. Um, I don't know about so much white women. But I know women of color, they tend to, you know, talk to us a certain kind of way. Like we stupid, right? Until we start mm-hmm. we start putting it on their on their ass. And then they be like, Oh, this oh, she know whoa, she she got skills. Right? So mm-hmm. guy was showing me how to do this thing with moving the email and I picked it up. Mm-hmm. I picked it mm-hmm. up. He was surprised. You know, because usually 
and I don't care if it's black men, white men, and uh, black men, white men, Spanish men. They could work to get together. But as soon as a woman comes in the picture, there's a little uneasiness, you know. But next thing you know, I was knocking the shit out. They was giving me more work, right? And next thing you know, anytime they had a project up in Westchester County, they was calling me. And I would make the trip. And I would go and knock out shit. They would pay me the money because they was paying me good money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially in IT, you know, they tend there's a lot of sexism in IT. And I went through that. And I went through that um, not only with um, not so much the guys that were black so much. I went through that uh, a lot with the white guys. You know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. Because I've worked on so many deployments, it was mostly men. And I think there was a tendency for them to recruit only men. You know what I'm saying? Um, They really wasn't being proactive about recruiting women. You know? Um, And I think that had to do with greed. I think they wanted, you know, they wanted all the money for themselves. For the men. Right. They didn't want to share that money with no woman. You know right. what I'm saying? So a lot of times when when the women come through, we have to come in there like we're going to bust somebody's ass. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. I understand. Okay. Yep. The next one, they complain about political correctness, which mm. means that some people, um, some men want to have the ability to make jokes like, you know, mm. a joke that... Um, has the person being raped in it oh yeah you know she liked that or you know mm-hmm. it looked like she liked that mm-hmm. or something or insensitive yeah. um and um being accepting of that so well, that's part go ahead isn't that what was going on with this me too movement you know right. a lot of women was calling these men to the rug because let's face it a lot of times, the way the women got their jobs is, you know, they, they, in fact, they were just talking about it recently, about the dude that plays Mr. Big, Chris North, right? All of a sudden, these three women coming out of the woodwork saying that, that Chris North is a sexual abuser, you know? And, um, and also with Harvey Weinstein, the way that you got certain roles in his movies, you had to, you know... You had to assume the position. You had to, you know, have a private meeting with him. Right. Okay. A private meeting. And the more you had a private meeting, I think the, the more roles you got. And the and better roles you got. Right. Better. Because when you think about it, there are several women that I remember from the 90s working with Harvey Weinstein, Annabelle Sciorra, um... Uh, what's up, Dud? Ashley Dud? Yeah, Ashley Dud? Ashley Judd? Ashley Judd? <laughs> right. And then after a while, you didn't see them no more. Um, uh, Paul Savino's daughter, Mira Savino, they were build top build in movies. And then you didn't see them no more. Right. And you thinking, are they okay? You finding out they didn't. They didn't because after that experience they had with him, they didn't want to be in his movies. Mhm. So yeah, and there are yeah, people, okay. and 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 that goes on in the LGBT 
LGBTQ community too. Okay. You know, because especially when that uh, white guy who was very, very wealthy in Los Angeles, who was a primary Democratic uh, contributor, money donor, he would lure black guys to his house to get high and they would end up dead. Right. I remember so that what, one. In right. So what favors was he offering them? Oh, come on over. Come on over. You know, I'll get you a job if you do this. So it goes on right. in the gay community, too. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer did the same thing. Yeah. Well, and Jeffrey Dahmer was a homosexual. He, you yeah. know, and he would go, he, he would, he liked black guys. I noticed he liked black guys. He would try to pick them up. And next thing you know, the black guys, they get hit over the head, you know, and next thing you know, they end up in mason jars. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. You know, but I'm just saying. You know, no, what, what right. did they, you know, just like the guy in California. It was a sister who busted, who, who said this guy is dangerous and nobody wanted to challenge this guy because he was wealthy. And then they finally got the goods on him and locked his ass up. Well, he was wealthy and white. Right. So it does go on in the gay community too. You you know, if you get on the couch, you understand? <laughs> you know, everybody has a couch. <laughs> Whether they straight or gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um another uh another aspect is they say something racist, racist, homophobic or otherwise bigoted. I mean that that's to be I guess that's to be expected, but I think that's also expected in seeing more if the person has extreme tendencies to that. Like um, a lot of what the article is pointing out is a person who has, you know, they they're walking around, you know, like back in the day, you know, they're walking around with the slick hair. You know, the sunglasses, a shirt open, and you see the hairs on their chest showing with gold chains. Um, you know, sexist chauvinists nowadays are not always going to be as blatant that, you know, so they're not always going to have all, so far, all of these attributes. You know, they may say it behind closed doors. As we're seeing more and more people say, especially a lot of, I know they have this one judge, I forgot her name, but, you know, she used the n-word as she was describing a video that she saw so you, you hear people say racist things or homophobic things behind closed doors or um in, in certain situations thinking that no one's gonna know right so that can also add to certain things you know contribute to other aspects of their personality that you don't know about now does that mean if you say something racist or homophobic one time or you comment on it that you're truly that um i'm not i don't really think so but it's hard to say for everybody what one person may get away with and and mean nothing by it because maybe it was an ignorant statement or they were just talking casually with someone that they know 
and other people are just total idiots. Right. So mm. it could make a big difference. But it's just something to be aware of. I think it's more just a trend. And they say constant racist things like that or homophobic or, you know, because sometimes that's a touchy subject um, with being saying a homophobic comment because it's like if you say something against uh, if you say certain comments that certain to homosexuality or LGBTQ community, it, you know, now we're in this cancel culture. You get canceled right away for everything, mm-hmm. you know. And there's certain arenas, especially comedy at one point, there was no whole bar on anything. People just said whatever they want to say. Right. And, you know, but they were talking about the political atmosphere. Most comics really did that and if we really look at the history of music it's the same thing you know black music or ethnic music is under much more scrutiny for the things that they say whereas you know white music says a lot of, of crazy things too like white artists like I remember Eminem used to talk about killing his girlfriend all the time wow but if a black rapper said anything about beating up a woman or doing something to a woman, then he scrutinized harder. Right. But mm-hmm. I Eminem used to talk about, now, whether it was a fantasy, but the point is he used to say certain things like that. And then there was, you know, what is it, Marla Mason? Um, that was like a, a rock person. But they used to say... Oh, Marilyn things. Manson. Oh, oh I'm I'm sorry, I got it wrong. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. They said hard things in their music too, but no one really talked. They they talked about it, but you didn't hear. It didn't go in well, such in depth. Well, so. Marilyn Manson, from what I understand, and this is interesting, you bring that up. But his former girlfriend accused him of sexual abuse, also, and that he was very um um. Um, he abused her, you know, and he he was you know he was he tormented his girlfriend, sex girlfriend, tormented her, you know. And yes, you're right. It's in his lyrics and everything. It's in his lyrics, you know, what they want to do to women. And the crazy thing about it, some women find his his find him sexy. What he's saying, I don't find that sexy. Because whatever he's singing about, he's going to do to you. Isn't that true about R. Kelly? A lot of times what he was singing about, he's going to do to you. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Well, Trey Songs, so too. Trey Songs mm-hmm. is, is getting in trouble, too. A lot of women say that Trey Songs, he abuses, he abuses women. Yeah. He, he's getting a bad reputation, too. Yeah, he well, is. I mean, look at the, the the person who was president. He said, "Grab him by the pussy," and then you had a whole bunch. That's of right. Yeah, grab me. That's you right. <laughs> and and as oh, with some of the women know. when they were interviewing the people that support Trump, and they asked him about his comment, they they yes. they thought it was cute. Yeah, they did. They thought it was very very cute. Right. They, they thought um, it was sexy. I said, okay. Until you're in the room with him, 
probably have to get a frying pan to beat his ass. Well, I'm I'm sure he wasn't gonna grab all of them. So, um, and some of them look like they ain't never been grabbed in a long time. So maybe yeah, but what... but but what I'm saying is, whatever a person says, especially pertaining to this chauvinism and sex, whatever they saying out of their mouth, that's what they're mm-hmm. gonna do to you. Right. I, absolutely. I, I or or what if they would like to anyway. Right. If they could get away. So. That you know that that's part of the issue. The, mm-hmm. But the whole point is, people say these things sometimes depending on who it's coming from. Some people will get grief. Some people will be called out on it, and other people just won't. It'll be totally ignored, or it's not seen as as bad. They're not as bad. It's oh, it's just it's just art. Freedom of speech. Right, freedom that's of speech. Is. But check the mm-hmm. undertones. Check those undertones. That's that's the big thing. Yep. So the next, um, I'm gonna go to the next one. I'm gonna get through these quick. They're physically pushy. You know, meaning that the infamous no, they don't take no for an answer. Right. When it comes to what they want sexually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they accuse Chris North of. He 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 was Mm -hmm. the type that you can tell him no. Wow. And and some of the ladies said that's when they saw his dark side. Well, but you know, I know they say that about a lot of these um some of these celebrities. Who else was accused of that? There was another celebrity accused of that too. But uh, but it's uh, it, once again that goes back to a certain entitlement. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to her. Right. No what they're entitled to women because they are inferior to them you know and less than so the next one is they talk about a woman's look I'm going to combine these two together they talk about a woman's look and they interrupt you okay so they'll they'll compare and sexualize a woman and, and her appearance and you know or have this standard on the way a woman should look or how it looks, it, which is usually something that's very hard to obtain or maintain because that's not real life body. As we can see, a lot of people on social media, some of them, and celebrities are known for having all these, um, all these, diff, you know, these extreme bodies, tiny, tiny waist, full hips, big boobs. Not every woman looks like that, nor are you physically born like that. You're not right. naturally made. Not every woman is. A lot of those women have plastic surgery, and, and then they have to deal with the repercussions 10 years later. That's right. You, you, you have to depend on that body. A lot of times people think they, they get the body and they don't have to worry about that. Another thing is um, interrupting you during a conversation, like you're trying to express your opinion and they see is what you're saying is not valid, so they don't need to let you speak, or they interrupt you. So, what do, what did you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, it's you know, usually with people that are like that, they're never considerate. So, um, usually, and and I find even in the work world. Men have a tendency to interrupt women when they're getting ready to speak. 
And I don't know if when they do that, do they fear you? Because I think a lot of times they fear you. You know, and also that's a macho thing. I'm the boss. I should be the one speaking. Okay. Um, right. And even if what you say, you know, they, 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 you know, they're the ones that when they say you, you know, they'll say when you can talk. You know, I've been in situations like that where they want to be the ones, the only ones talking. So when they ask you, do you have anything to say? I don't say nothing. Right. I said, you know what I'm saying? What's the point in me of saying anything? You already interrupted me. So you you already let me know where you stand and that you have to always assert that you're the boss. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. I, you know, stuff like that, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make me mad. It just tells me where I, where I, where my position is with you. But I know how to work around you. Because, see, you're the same one that you'll be screaming your bloody head off. But as soon as somebody like myself does something that makes the team look good. But, see, you got to watch people like that because they're haters. Because even if you do something that's good for your team, they're not going to acknowledge it unless they're put in a position to acknowledge it. Right. Okay. That is age. You know, and I find that happens a lot with white men, especially the Italian ones. Um, because they, the Italian men, they have to feel like they're in control and they're taught that if they speak up the most, that means they're in charge, but that's bullshit. Because when I look at <laughs> The videos from Michael, um, he was a former mobster, Michael Francisi. He said, just because you talk the loudest don't mean you're the smartest in the room. And just because you speak the most don't mean you're the smartest either. He said, always watch the silent ones. Because they're taking it in. Because we're in it, because you have to understand a lot of this sexism comes about because men are taught that if they speak the most they're in control they have the power but that's bullshit that's never been true and you'll find guys will be speaking and nobody asked them to speak but they gotta speak because that's the man thing to do and also you know they speak and make comments right you know, that's another thing making comments on how a woman looks or what she should wear or how she should carry herself. You know, a lot of times that's not really up to you to say. That's no. not for, you know. And if you, you know, in, in your appearance, that's the other thing. Even as a gay woman, if you look like you, you, you have some of those characteristics of a man or whatever, that's a threat too. Because that means they still they they don't respect your your option to be who you are and 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 be who you want to be. So there's so there's always that tendency to talk over you. You know what I'm saying? They always have this thing where they're going to be talking over you. You know. So I watch people like that. I've worked with enough men to know. But one thing about me. You don't, one monkey don't stop no show. I learned how to work around people like that. Because usually people like that, they got something, they were taught as as men, 
as little boys that if you don't if you don't say nothing, you a punk. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Yep. So those are the very interesting points of being with someone who's a chauvinist, which is really basically a sexist. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who, you know, basically feels that you should be in a certain place or, you know, also these things also apply with, you know, and I think this is, this could be, I don't know how this really how most people see it and I'm not sure if I would totally see it if it happened the first time you know um, they order your dinner or your drink without you knowing about it mm. so I, 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 I mean what if they what if it's a situation where they want to take you out and they wanted you to try something special they told you about it prior mm-hmm. now if it's the first time you're going out and they're ordering everything for you and not letting you decide especially like if they're saying oh well you need to eat a salad mm-hmm. because you know because you're too you know, fat you, without saying it right I mean? right so that that could be that could be a big issue so um you know like everything these items that we pointed out or we discussed really has to be based on what you're experiencing and you, you have to take in everything account, but it is things that you should look for. Because whenever we're talking about relationships and if a relationship doesn't go the way you want, the first thing most of us say, well, what did I, you know, why did you see the sign? You know, these are little things you should think about, okay? And weigh your options and know and and see if that person is for you and if it goes against how you feel because if you're a person who is trying to strive or do more for yourself okay if you're a woman and you decide i don't want kids now or maybe i don't want kids ever and i want to open a business or i want to go to school then you need to make sure you look out for a person who is going to be supportive of that because someone like that be supportive of that then i can be there for you and they're going to they may even put more pressure on you so that you won't do that right and that they support you you know you could Mm -hmm. you can tell when people make certain comments that's to break you down as an individual you definitely don't want to be with nobody like that and you definitely don't want to be in no long-term relationship with anyone like that right Mm -hmm. absolutely that's right so professor tell everybody how they can reach you you can reach me at the professor my email address is the professor at love sex and relationships you can also contact me at www.lovesexandrelationships I'm also on Instagram at P-O-D professor and also on what is it, Twitter, the professor at Love Sex Relationship, and also Facebook, um, POB Professor or the Professor. And you can also 
Yeah. You can also hear me here. Right? Yes. You can hear me on the Live 365, a bowl of soul radio station every Wednesday. A nice and fresh one will come out. Tell them what time. Oh, 10 o'clock. 10, 10, 10 o'clock p.m. P.m. Yes. P.m. Right. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I think we should say Eastern Time Zone. <laughs> time Zone is important. Yeah. So. Right. So, so definitely, you want to make sure you tune into Love, Sex, Relationships on Wednesday because it's called Love on Wednesdays on the Ebola Soul Radio Network. And you can catch it right after listening to the Heavy Storm, Quiet Storm with Melvin Jordan. You can also catch Love, Sex, and Relationships on Legend 107 Radio Network um, as well, where Melvin Jordan is, is the owner of the Legend 107 Radio Network, and he's got a fabulous lineup of radio shows, which includes Love, Sex, Relationships. So we are going to bid you good morning for those of you who are in the morning hours. And we're going to bid you good afternoon for those who are in the afternoon. And we're going to bid those on the East Coast good night. Good night.